Welcome to the Kaizen Creativity Podcast, where we apply the philosophy of continual improvement to our creativity. Each episode takes a scientific principle from creativity and innovation research, and we translate it into practical advice for your creativity. For more, you can visit us at jaredvoli.com. How do you convince people to value your creation when they just learned what it is? Innovations are solutions to problems, but they're solutions to problems that customers might not even know is a problem. Some solutions are wildly original. Think about the first Google algorithm or the first iPhone. These solutions violently shove the industry in this new direction. So wherever Yahoo was going, wherever the Motorola Razor was going, it no longer mattered. This is more of a disruptive innovation. On the other side, we have more of a linear augmentation, where the solution pushes the industry forward, but it does it in a direction that we were already heading. So think about this as the PlayStation 1 becoming the 2, the 3, the 4, then now the 5. There are new features here and there, but the general idea remains largely the same. This is linear augmentation. So how you market a product depends on which of these two groups you fall into. So by far, the easiest group to market to is when you're using linear augmentation. When you're simply adding more to a base offering, then it really doesn't take much for a company like Sony to explain why the PS5 is better than the PS4. Because the customers, they can think, okay, I know what I like about the PS4, but now all I have to do is think about what would be better if it was slightly different, and then they have a pretty good understanding about what the PS5 would do. So whenever creativity is linear, it becomes very easy for consumers to place value on it. The brain uses a system called anchor and adjust whenever it is trying to arrive at some kind of a value judgment. To figure out how much you would value the new PlayStation 5, your brain is going to take the value of the PS4. It uses that as the anchor. And then it's going to scale up or down based on what it knows the differences are between the two. That is the adjustment. So it anchors with what it knows, and then it adjusts based on what it thinks is different. This is how your brain takes guesses. It's how customers figure out what your product means to them. The anchor and adjust strategy isn't simply one tool in the brain's toolbox. It is the tool for figuring out value. The more linear this process is, the easier it is for your customers to figure out how much value they should assign to an idea. When you are marketing your idea, you want customers to anchor themselves to a high-value idea, and then you want them to use adjustment to arrive at a high value. So again, going back to the PlayStation example, this is saying, hey, you know how much you value the PS4? Well you value these things inside the PS4, and they're even better in the PS5. So we're going to take the value you have for this old idea, and you need to scale this up 
and come to the conclusion that it is worth even more money. The more revolutionary an idea is, the more difficult it is going to be for us to market it. So think about it this way. You can choose between being wildly different but difficult to market, or you can choose to be marginally different but easy to market. So said differently, the more unique an idea is, the more difficult it becomes for customers to relate to it. Now this says nothing about the value of the product itself. This deals solely with your customer's ability to relate to the value that you've created. The customer needs to figure out what your product means to them. And the only way they can do it is by using this anchor and adjust strategy. So it's pretty self-explanatory when we're talking about how PlayStation or how the iPhone has evolved. It's pretty easy to see this anchor and adjust strategy at play there. But what happens when change isn't so linear? What happens when Google puts out the first algorithm? Or what happens with the first iPhone? How do you go about figuring out the value of that thing if you don't really have anywhere to anchor to? How do we value something that is wildly new when we have nothing to anchor and nothing to adjust? There's nothing you can do to change how your customers' brains are going to evaluate your idea. So like it or not, they absolutely must anchor and adjust in order to arrive at a valuation for your idea. As someone who is likely responsible for the marketing of your idea as well, it's our job as creative people to make sure that customers can successfully complete this process. So Google did not become an overnight success. It took a long time for them to prove to the outside world that they were a better solution than Yahoo. However, the iPhone was an overnight success. People stood in line overnight just to be the first person to get an iPhone 1. So why was there such a huge difference between the iPhone 1 and the first Google algorithm? Before the iPhone launched, Apple had already spent considerable resources marketing the iPhone. Those resources weren't spent telling customers what the iPhone did. That would have been meaningless to them because there was nothing like the iPhone before it. There was nowhere for them to anchor. Instead, Apple focused on what the iPhone meant to people. They essentially interpreted the iPhone for their own customers. And in a future episode, I think I want to talk about the process that they used in order to do this. Now let's contrast this with Google. Google did not have the same resources that Apple did when they first started out. They couldn't spend millions of dollars on advertising in order to teach other people how to interpret the website. They couldn't teach you what it meant. And this meant it was a really slow process. But Google got it right. People had to teach themselves how to value Google. When people used Google, they would arrive at better websites and they would arrive there quicker. And so people started to value it more and more. The best thing we can do as creative people is to focus on what is right in front of us and to get that right, just like Google did. 
as you're creating today, think about how you can help customers interpret your innovative product. When your customers view your work, what do they anchor to? What metaphor or what analogy could you use to help them anchor? How do they go from having very little information about who you are and what your product does to actually valuing it more than competitors? Hey everybody, during the month of April, the website podchaser.com is going to be donating 25 cents to Meals on Wheels for every podcast review that you leave on their site. They're also going to donate another 25 cents for every reply that I leave for your review. And of course, I'm going to take that feedback and find ways to improve the show. You can check it out using the link at the bottom of the show notes.